Welcome to the Mind Positivo podcast. My name is Biagio, and today I welcome back a good friend, George Danikin. He is a, a legend icon in the Australian news media landscape for both radio and television for over 40 years. Has worked for the 910 Network. He was the inaugural host of the fantastic SBS World News that I grew up with. He's also the director of Danikian Media and happened to work also with the legendary Graham Kennedy. Welcome back, George. Biagio, great to uh, uh, catch up again. It's fantastic stuff. And, and you guys have been doing some terrific uh, uh, podcasts over the last uh, year or so since we last spoke. Terrific to see that there are product uh, or programs that people are wanting to access. And uh, long, my, long may Mind Positivo continue and uh, keep kicking goals, my friend. Um, it's been uh, some sort of journey the last 45 years. And uh, the journey becomes more curious each and every year. It always changes. And thank you for your yeah, kind words, George. Uh, my um, pleasure. So, so with that journey there, let's start there. I know you coming up through, I know we covered it off in our last conversation, but for our new listeners and followers, um, you're a Sydney boy, made it through the system in the news media landscape, which wasn't easy back then. It's not easy now, so it was in, virtually impossible back then. Um, and I'm going to ask you about your thoughts of it today, but you had individuals that mentored, inspired you to get to where you wanted to go. Um, who were some of those people that helped you? Um, you're absolutely right. Um, I wouldn't have got um, anywhere near the success uh, I eventually uh, attained uh, during the uh, time at uh, the SBS. We were never, ever going to be the SBS. We were always going to be the uh, IMBC, the International um, uh, Broadcasting Corporation or the Inter Intercultural uh, um, Broadcasting Corporation, the IMBC. They, they, they said at the time we were going to have commercials and I think Channel 9, Channel 10 and uh, Channel 7 in those days, of course, the last thing they wanted was anyone affecting their bottom line. So when they heard that there was a broadcaster about to start, you know, this independent broadcaster, oh, my God, shock, shock and awe, they lobbied in the Senate of the then Parliament and they stopped us. And uh, there was an attempt to um, to uh, make sure that we would never go anywhere. There was a was a there was a very good attempt to make sure we were still born. But uh, the smart cookies at the in, both in the government, uh, Malcolm Fraser was the then Prime Minister who wanted this done. He wanted a voice for the multicultural communities of Australia, and he had a guy called Bruce Gingell who had just returned from Britain where he'd made an awful lot of money for Lord Lou Grade. They had just launched breakfast television in Britain, imagine. And he had come back to Australia to spend a bit of time, a bit of R&R, &R, and look around and see what other opportunities, um, you know, lay ahead or were, were available. Uh, Bruce, of course, had been extraordinarily fortunate to be the first face on Australian TV. And if you ever see or look up uh, the internet, you'll see Bruce Gendrell saying, Welcome to television. And they were those famous first words for the for what was TCN Channel 9 and the beginning of something very special. Channel 9 is a marvellous network, but it's not no, nowhere near the network it was in the heyday. I'm talking the 70s, the 80s, 
and the early 90s. And the reason for that is because of the arrival of all this massive technology that's connected the world in a, in a way that very few saw. Uh, and of course, the internet. Everyone now has an answer for just about everything. There's no wisdom there at all, Biagio, but they have an answer for just about everything. And it's called Google. At Google, I think everybody goes to Google now for the answers. Yeah, or, saying, or, know, Siri. Or, or Siri. Or Siri. I always keep it's saying, if I had Google when I went to school, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be a brain surgeon by now. Yeah, but, but Biagio, it, it's not the answers. Yeah. The answers aren't the aren't the, um, the the be-all and end-all. It's how. Look, one of the recent ed education reports uh, was scathing in that it's discovered, discovered, it's uh, recorded for all to see how little critical thinking our school children are being taught and how little they have in their makeup when they go for their first job. Now, my wife's a headhunter. She will tell you that the one thing everyone needs is the ability to think critically. In other words, not follow the sheep, but to stand up and say, does that make sense to me or doesn't it? Is it true or is it false? Or it, if it sounds to be too good to be true, it isn't true. But there's little or no uh, critical thinking in the world at the moment, especially in our education system. And you know, you know what's happening, don't you? We are sliding down the scale because the countries that are educating their children and their next generations as well as they possibly can. They're the ones that are advancing. And uh, that's why uh, about five years ago, uh, when some friends of mine came and said to me, do you want to be involved in this new streaming radio platform? And I said, what? Streaming radio. Does that mean there are no borders? They said, yes. Stream anywhere in the world. I started in radio about 45 years ago. And 45 years ago, um, the, the most powerful person in any radio station was the engineer because he could decide, he or she could decide. It was normally it was a male, um, as it was in those days. Um, and they would decide how far your reach, your impressions, your voice yeah. could reach. And of course, the further, the more chances to sell advertising, especially in commercial radio. Mm -hmm. And that made you strong, powerful and uh, influential, and they were the key ingredients at the time. But today, we have streaming radio. There's no jurisdiction. As long as you have the app, you can be heard anywhere in the world. Now, that is influence. And when I heard that they were contemplating doing that and launching it in Melbourne, I said, let's, let's get involved. It's called Football Nation Radio, or FNR. If you don't know about it, download the app. And what we're doing and what we started doing five years ago was grabbing some boys and girls and making sure that we gave them some of the opportunities that, have, that were availed to us nearly 50 years ago uh, when, we, when we were given an opportunity to learn how to be broadcasters or, or telecasters. And that's what we've done. And over the last couple of years, some of these youngsters, people like Josh Parrish, people like uh, Lockie Flanagan and others uh, are starting to make their way in the world of broadcasting. And that's terrific stuff. Uh, Louise Taffer is uh, often accessed uh, and used as uh, 
uh, a, a talent when she's talking to the BBC in Britain about football down under. Uh, she has a vast knowledge of uh, junior the junior game and women's football. And guess what, Biagio? There's a Women's World Cup coming to oh, Australia yeah. and New Zealand inside a year. <clears throat> that is exciting because, uh, and, you know, as we know, the, the game, they call it um, soccer in Australia and in America. For our friends in the US, we, we're talking about soccer here, but it's yep. really, well, uh, football is the world game for everyone. You know, I mean, I have uh, a niece who plays uh, football, soccer, yep. and yep. one of her uh, players that plays with her has now signed a university arrangement with Texas. She's a great How young fantastic. player in Australia, so I think she'll be popping up somewhere um, there, so in, in the Australian landscape. But, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, these opportunities weren't there before, and no. now they are. And with the streaming side of things, um, like the old days, to, to, be, to give an example, with us, um, we have a greater following overseas than in Australia. Um, so my point would be is, you know, a lot of people have had to go outside of Australia. It happens in all countries. My birth, country of birth, Italy, you need to leave there, make it, come back. So, <laughs> it's cool. But, but it's, the way it's it called is now what you guys are doing, you don't have to do that. You're developing no. here at home and they're instantly everywhere. Do you know, um, uh, it's, it's an extraordinary thing. It's called a cultural cringe. It's as if you're frightened to give that person any credit just in case they're not as good as you know, they suggest they are. My view is if they're good people, support them and they'll make their way in the world or they won't. But what is really fascinating is the amount of propaganda that we're seeing in this new age of media and, uh, and it's misinformation in a, in a fashion that we've never seen before uh, because of the lack of critical thinking. I'll give you an idea. When I was working for Channel 9, one of the things uh, David Hill wanted me to be, and that was our sports director, he wanted, he wanted to be able to use me or plug me into any program to give it a bit of a boost, whether it was the Wide World of Sports, Sports Sunday, uh, the National 9 Morning News or whatever. And I didn't have a problem with that. I was waiting for my own program, although it didn't come. That was what I was trying to do for about three years. Uh, every time I wanted to put my program in place, which was a late night world news, Graham Kennedy and others would get in the way. But that's another story. But the, the reason I'm telling this story is because in those days, there used to be the Australian rules, the rugby league, the rugby union and football, which was soccer. You see, that's how it was uh, marked, because the only sport of all those codes that kicks the ball constantly or has the ball on its foot is soccer, right? Association football. So it's football. All the other codes are, you know, the, the game is advanced mainly through their hands, through yeah. the, the ability to pass the ball or in the, in the, um, in the fashion of the VFL, AFL, the Australian, Australian rules football, um, they kick it, they kick it, kick it, but it's handball and kicking. So yeah. it's a, 50-50 distribution or just about. But anyway, the modern media today has sort of swept all of that by and by, and they call um, all the football, that is VFL uh, or AFL, they call it football, 
And in the NRL, they call it football. Whereas 30, 40 years ago, we used to call it the NRL or the AFL. And we gave football, that is the, the world game, uh, its proper title. But today, very smooth operators have just kept pushing the boundaries, kept pushing that word, and it's morphed now. And people see football and they think it's either rugby league or it's Australian rules. And I, I think that's just showing you the power of propaganda. You say something often enough, it's a bit like the uh, the infamous Chinese water torture. One drop on the same spot over and over and over again, and you get the results. Yeah, and, and George, I'm, I wanted to ask you also, um, with, I mean, growing up, we, you would know the mainstream media was dominated by the Anglo-Saxon individuals that were selected. And many of them loved watching. Brian Henderson, Laurie Oakes, Peter Harvey, all those guys. Fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, well, Peter Harvey was marvellous. The the great Brian Henderson uh, was a colleague of mine. In fact, I shared his dressing room, which put a few noses out of joint uh, from people who had been there for quite some time. They were thinking, why is this upstart? Why is this ethnic boy getting... A, ha- a head up or a hand up, um, and that and it bothered them immensely, which was great shame. But there were some terrific people, uh, Eric Walters, Ian Ross, uh, Brian Henderson was magic. Anything I needed, he was there for me. Um, there were a couple of others who who wanted to play games, and their egos were were deeply wounded. But that's uh, you know that's sometimes you just got to sit there and nod your head and go wow. Some people just don't get it. But you're absolutely right. The world was predominantly white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. There was little or no diversity. God forbid there was an ethnic. Oh, dear. And I can remember when I started in radio, they said, you can't be Danikian. No way you can be George Danikian. You could be George White, George Brown, any colored George except George Danikian. So uh, I was obliged to change my name. Uh, which I didn't really want to do, but my father said, do it. You can always change it back. See, being a world man, a man of the world, he knew that there would be an opportunity down the road if I did a good job. So George Donican was invented for radio in Sydney. And then six months later, when Bruce Gengel came looking for a news presenter that he could, uh, you know, you know, put in a place to lead the world news on SBS, or what would become SBS, he had no troubles pointing to George Donican. And when I told him my name was Donican, he went, no problem, all the better. Call yourself whatever you want. So I launched the SBS World News as George Donican, and it put so many people offside. The Sydney Morning Herald wrote, Donican changes his name to make it sound more ethnic. And George, crazy stuff, crazy, crazy. Do you think, I mean, uh, as I, I think I mentioned, I don't watch too much mainstream media myself, yep. but um, of what I do see, I still see the same people yep. um, from, and don't get me wrong, I've got a lot of wonderful friends who are Anglo-Saxon, um, but in Australia, we seem to be really slow in, in, in you know, giving opportunity to other, you know, cultures no. Um, to read the news or present, like in the US, the Hispanic 
and uh, Afro-American community, they are now becoming maybe the, the greater portion. They, they integrate really well. If you watch their TV shows, they're, they're on all the time. But in Australia... It's, 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 taken, it's taken a while, even in America, and America has had and continues to have massive sectarian challenges. There, there are still states in America that think they're in the 1950s, and that needs to be addressed. Um, the truth of the matter is that uh, there are enlightened places where great things have been done. Um, American sport has been the great, um, I, I suppose, influencer. And when you think that, think about money and how the role it's played. The arrival of basketball. Basketball was all about white people. It was never mm -hmm. about the blacks. Until the blacks proved that they could jump as as high or even higher they could get they could grow to be even bigger and bolder and of course with uh, their genetic mix they, they became marvelous athletes so suddenly this white sport in america basketball became a predominantly black sport uh and of course a predominantly international it has spaniards it has greeks it has nigerians it has, uh, you know, people from all walks of life or from all parts of the globe now playing basketball. And the same applies now to the world game, football. Once upon a time, it used to be for white people. Now it's played by every nation in the world and every ethnic uh, community has their team or, their, or their, their side or their country to support when there's a Mundial, a World Cup. And, and, and even cricket, which is slow to the party, how many d diverse faces or different colours do we see in the Australian cricket team, Biagio? I think on top, just one I can think of off the top of my head, that Usman Khawaja. Usman Khawaja from Pakistan. Yeah, now, so I was a, when I was still living in Sydney and playing for the Ranwick Cricket Club, there was a wonderful youngster, uh, two brothers, in fact, Michael and Richard Chiqui, Chinese Australians. Yep, I remember them, and they were and they were marvelous cricketers. And it took us a while to keep pumping them, and it took them a while to get selected in in the New South Wales Shield side. And when they did, they they delivered the results, but that they took an eternity. So where are the other, uh, you know, children of non-white Anglo-Saxon, um, you know, origin? And why aren't they in the Australian cricket team? Because the system has some catching up to do, is the answer. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, what you're doing is, in a way, changing that completely, giving these young ind individuals the opportunity. It doesn't matter if you're male, female, Italian, Greek, English, Correct. Chinese, whatever. Correct. Um, Correct. Yeah. Like, you know... And hopefully, with um, you know your permission, we can have a couple of those youngsters join the Mind Positive podcast, so we can have a chat to them, see how they're feeling about the opportunities they they're having. I think um, I think I think uh, Lockie and and Josh would be terrific fodder. They'd be great uh, contributors to uh, Mind Positivo, and uh, I'll pass on the details and get you to follow up. It would be terrific to hear from both of them, uh, and Louise Taffer, who's a young yeah. woman who really wants to do more. And of course, the challenges for her are, uh, or, or have been rather, uh, a little bit harder than the boys 
but at least now the world is shifting the and the and the marketplace is changing and we saw in britain uh during the euros the women's euros only a couple of months ago extraordinary scenes 87 and a half thousand people yeah. jam-packed into the modern wembley to see the lionesses the uh, the team of england uh beat the the germans yeah. uh, which was which was channeling 1966 when the west the then west germans Germany. played england for the world cup so it's been a long while between drinks for the for the english but they are jumping up and down and women's game the women's game is pushing the sport uh in a fashion that very few people saw coming and the same will apply to our matildas and to the teams from new zealand that uh, will be preparing to represent their countries when the World Cup starts down under next June. Get ready for it, Biagio. I'm Get ready, ready. I'm ready. I just can't wait to read the start. I mean, having grown up a football soccer fan, um, you know, which team do you support now in your own backyard? Yep. Which team do you support in the Serie A? Well, I, I follow in the Serie A, I'm. Uh, I followed my dad's, my late father's team, which was Juventus. Um, uh -huh. But I have Ooh, my yeah. own home team called Regina, which is Reggio Calabria. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're a couple of Syria D, C, or something like that now. But yep. um, just on that, I noticed that in Italy they have their sports programs covering the the, the football. Yeah. And it's ninety nine percent women. That's right. That are presenting yeah. the world game to the obviously there's some marketing tactics there for for the followers, but it just goes to show how the women's game is influencing even that as well. Biagio, the the Italians have known for a long, long time that a very good-looking woman on television can be a very attractive host. It's called television, and televisual was a quality that was required in the early days of TV. Today, uh, we are a little bit uh, um, more even-handed and fairer, and we're giving as many people as got talent the opportunity to get up, not necessarily those that are the most televisual or the most um, uh, easy on the eyes. Um, it was one of those ingredients that um, uh, you know used to uh, make people... Um, uh, wonder if they were ever going to make the grade. In the early days of filmmaking, there was no microphone to worry about. It was silent movie making. Yeah. And it, it was about the character and whether you were a great uh, actor or you could, you're a great mime, uh, whether you could carry the day. And of course, Charlie Chaplin, one of the most famous uh, actors and, and super powerful. Uh, and very, very rich man and lived for, for a long, long time. Uh, but he didn't make the transition from silent to uh, the, the sound movies. Yeah. So again, as we said in the early days of television, if you didn't have the looks, you struggled. The same applied in the early days of, uh, of movie making and sound. If your voice was a squeaky little sound that came out of this big body, um, the audience wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have, we have now seen the arrival of magnificent new microphone systems. 
that it can almost make a mouse sound like um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, <laughs> so George, in, in just wanted to wrap up and say thank you for um, everything you do for the younger generation coming through because um, I know you know they're going to they're benefiting you will see the fruits of uh, your labor working with them in the future and uh, I hope that um, here is anything we can do to help uh, FNR and the young the young folks that you're helping out please let us know happy to chat to to the guys and girls there to help them because um, you know someone overseas might be watching in a uh, a country that needs some fantastic announcers so um, look Look, there's a tremendous opportunity uh, uh, over there, and uh, a guy that you uh, you know very well, Adriano Adriano. I'll get it again. Adriano Adri Adriano Del Monte. Del Monte. Now, Adrian Adrian came down and worked with us from the very beginning at FNR, and only the other day he was the host of the uh, uh, Euro Draw, draw. the I World saw Cup that, Draw. Yeah. And also the Ballon d'Or and the Player of the Year for, for the men and women. So there's an Australian boy of Italian background on the biggest football stage, uh, and he was one of ours at FNR. So Fantastic. the truth of the matter is, if you have the talent, if you have the desire, if you have the want, then we have the platforms that can avail you the opportunities. And then you've just got to work. Hard, yeah. hard work. And, and Adriano has worked and worked and worked. And we're thrilled for him, very proud of him. And uh, long may he continue to prosper. Fantastic. All right, George, thank you again. We'll put the links for FNR when we launch the, the podcast. And um, I look forward to chatting to the, the young folk that uh, are working with you now. My pleasure. And uh, by the way, if you don't know what FNR is, uh, it's Football Nation Radio. Just download the app. It's available both on Android and uh, iOS. And uh, Biagio, I'll get uh, Louise and I'll get uh, Josh and Lockie to reach out to you. And Fantastic. all the very best. And, and we'll put all the links for the, the, the app and all that on the, on the page. I look forward to chatting to them and um, hopefully we can contribute in 